episode 25 of the Flames Fancast, where we uh, completely lie to you and tell you that we're our next podcast is at the end of June, but it's May 15th. We're recording on a beautiful Tuesday night, and uh, yeah, it's great so, out here. There's been there's been a few developments with the Flames. That's why we're here, obviously, not just to uh, completely annoy you and irritate you. But Brian Burke, he's what was the actual term? He's stepping away as his role as a president of hockey operations with the Flames, and he's moving on to a glorified, dignified role on a panel on, on Sportsnet. It's a real upgrade. Yeah, he from wants being to, president of hockey operations to going to Sportsnet. He wants to move into to the, guys. the um the broadcasting side of things, which uh heck, good for him, I guess. So I'm gonna ask you, Jank. Burke, in Calgary, what's his legacy? I don't think he left a uh a hockey legacy particularly, but he uh he gave back a lot to the community. And I think there's a lot of respect for that uh, amongst the fans and just citizens of Calgary in general. You know, I, I think that that was a major thing. I, th- I think that you're right. I know when he left, the reaction on Twitter was largely, look at the amount of work this guy's done for the city of Calgary for charitable causes here. Interestingly, though, on top of that, no one really commented on what he'd done in the hockey sense, in his job sense. No. Granted, the guy was a, an amazing philanthropist. When we look at the hockey sense, though, it's and I'm just I'm I'm kind of left wondering what exactly it was that his legacy was here. Well, let's think about it. So we 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 have the same stadium. Yes, we do. That yeah. we had before he got well, hired. In, fa- in his defense, he was pushing left. for a new one. Yep. So we still have the same stadium. So. Riddle me that. He did not. He gave back a lot to the community, but somehow couldn't broker a new stadium deal with the city. So there's that. Um, so I, I, that sucks. We're stuck with using the same, same shit stadium that we are probably going to be stuck with for the next God knows how many years. Uh, he banned players from using certain numbers in their first year. Which was gone a year, a season later. So was, it, we, was that a birth thing? Yeah. So remember when uh, we drafted Bennett, and he wanted he to was wear ninety three. want well, he wanted to wear ninety three. Is he ninety three now? He is. So that lasted a season, and I think Burke was like, "No, I'm not letting rookies or anybody like use abnormally high numbers," which was, I, I mean, why? Wouldn't they you get? Tell me. I guess you're getting something. You're getting like a forty seven. Something that nobody wants ever. I don't know. Like, I think he's just like, he's got this weird old Bennett? school mentality. Was Bennett born in 93? I think, well. No. We should know that. But He would have been drafted in 2011 then. No, he wasn't born no, in 93. No, but he, uh, one of his idols, I hope I'm right on this, I think is Doug Gilmore, who wore number 93. And okay. uh, that was the reason why. And he wasn't given any type of flag, like he wasn't given the leash to do that. So there's that. He had a number ban for a season. And then uh, Harvey still sh- smells like shit when you get near him. He didn't, the mascot? Yeah, he didn't get a new drum. What does that have to do with his smell? Well, he didn't get a new drum either. On top of his costume smelling like shit, he didn't get a new drum. I don't know why I know how much he smells, but when he Wait, walks by me, he story? fucking what's smells. What's the drum story? Well, he's had the same fucking drum for how long? And he uses the same what bone is he for supposed all to long. have? I don't care. We a just bigger drum. There is no boom, boom, boom. There is a theme to what I'm saying. Is that okay. he hasn't done anything necessarily hockey wise that's notable. So he's what essentially made Harvey's costume stink. <laughs> no, he hasn't thrown him a new bone. I was hoping that he would make it smell better. And he's made Bennett play in a number he didn't like, explaining why Bennett is so shit for us. Yeah, and we didn't uh, we didn't make any good trades while he was here. We traded for Hamannick. I repeat, we didn't make any good trades while he was here, except for okay, maybe but... maybe Dougie. Doug, Dougie was a good move, but um, I don't really see anything else redeeming, hockey-wise. What do we give up for Dougie? First, a first for sure. A hmm. second for sure. Well, we can look it up. First, a second. Is it two firsts? I can't remember right now. I don't think so. Well. Basically, it's very similar trade for Hamannick. Yes, but this one actually panned out. 
So like, I mean, he is a better player. Than <laughs> I mean, Dougie is miles and miles ahead to of Hamannick. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's sad. I mean, I struggle. I struggle with that question. That's why I wrote it down and asked it to you. Mm-hmm. Because uh, his legacy, I'm not so sure. Uh, in the terms of a flame sense, I mean, granted, he's in and what we know now, what we didn't know when he was appointed, we know he's in an advisory role between the ownership and the GM, mm-hmm. simply advising, no quote unquote power over hockey decisions. But at the same time, I don't understand why we're paying for a guy like that. Yeah. It's like a, a GM like a has assistance role. for a reason, right? Yeah. And back to our other point was Conroy Day. So we acquired defenseman Dougie Hamilton uh, for their first first round pick in the 2015 NHL draft and two second round picks, number 45 and 52, which was previously acquired from the Washington Capitals. So, so I think that was a good trade. It's very similar to Hamnick. <laughs> very. The first round pick being the, the main token uh that first round pick being higher than the one that they got for dougie this is beer by the way <laughs> promise you <laughs> we don't know what the rules are with like having an actual beer label bottle here it might be a problem i don't know what mine is it we're meant... still new with this whole video thing but very fresh uh, we're like babies fresh. running around on we the don't highway. know what the fuck we're doing so if you have that. suggestions about the video thing yeah please we look bad we should have makeup Jank is just so ugly. You don't want to look at him. Whatever. Just let us know so yeah. that we can fix things. Because we, we're, we're trying new stuff. We're, we're innovative. You know, we're Albertans. We have that entrepreneurial spirit. We're, we're excited to be innovative and have new ideas. Let's go have another drink Just here. like the Flames. <clears throat> okay, the Flames are anything but innovative. Um, but but okay, Jank makes a good point. point. If, you have, if you have suggestions, you're an audiovisual guy. You guys need this kind of light or blah, 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 or film yourself when it's dark outside or don't scratch your back when you're on camera. Just for our 60 listeners that we're actually consistently getting right now, 60, 60, and uh, I'm, I'm, it's actually 67, but I'm assuming seven of that is us listening to it to make sure the quality is good seven times. But uh, we, uh, one of the feedback, actually we got two pieces of feedback on the video saying, you know, they gave us some suggestions. So... Actually, a couple people said, I'd rather watch this. Great. So we're going to continue both. Anyway, that's enough of a plug of our, of our side of things. You were, you were saying. Just about the legacy, and I mean the role of being the advisor. Um, I watched his exit interview. I didn't watch, sorry. I read his exit interview, and they're like, what are you doing? Well, I got kids in Toronto. I commute there every, every fortnight. Not to be confused with the game, fortnight's two weeks. Jesus, I don't know why I said that. Oh. Um, <laughs> he felt as if his position had kind of become redundant, I guess. And he and the Flames both agreed that, you know, enough, enough is enough, I guess. Like, thank you, Brian. It's time. We're, we're okay with you moving on. If you're okay moving on, it's all happy. It was very respectful and everything like that. The and then the there, was the, there was the thing about the tie, which was very interesting. And the story is when he worked in Vancouver, you know, he'd show up early in the morning uh, because something would open in the east, right? GMs would yep. be there in the east. He'd be there at 5 or 6 a.m., mm-hmm. do things for an hour and a half, then go work out and then have the tie on and you just leave it. And imagine this. Nobody told a grown man to tie his tie, so he just left it. And then he gets excited about the fact that uh, he says that if he can annoy people without actually doing anything, he likes it. You know, at this point... We're going to put in a, uh, a picture of Burke without his tie being tied up here. But come on, man. Like, why, well, why Like, why do you do that? Like, I know everybody and their dog has talked about this. But why? It doesn't look good. I think, it's I not think a he statement. actually admitted it's just lazy. It's, yeah, it's not a state. Well, then don't have it at all. Like, don't even he, have it. I like, he it likes looks, that. It looks You're getting stupid. upset about it. He's, he's excited right now. So he's a, he's a troll. Ryan Burke we're talking about here. Yeah, but it's just so mm, – I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not like, you know, I, I don't walk around the city with a tie around my neck or something like that with no blazer on. Like, it would look just as dumb. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with Why don't you. I just not wear pants when I'm walking? I hate pants. I, I mean, I, I would pants. be the owner if I was – maybe Ken King doesn't care, but if I was the owner, I'd 
kind of want my establishment to be known for being classy. It's a little ironic that a guy who made such a big stink about a player wearing a high number on his jersey has this weird infatuation with a lack of <laughs> effort to put it, it takes literally two minutes to put a tie on if that and maybe i'm just slow like it literally takes me two minutes i don't know about you i know you wear ties it takes quite me about often. 15 seconds yeah so i mean it's just a stupid thing to do i don't know why he does it uh maybe everyone has to have their have their um idiosyncrasies yeah behaviors anyhow so he's gone uh, he's gone thank you for the community work that you've done the uh lgb lgbt lb lgbtq2 q okay so there's two extra letters we uh you know he's done quite a bit on that on that front like jokes aside he's done a lot um he was always involved in the walks uh he, he donated quite a bit of money put a lot of time in so that that's fantastic work um, again, hockey wise, not much, but at least community wise, he did quite a bit. And maybe, you know, there's that other angle that, you know, when you're president we of hockey operations, we don't know what he did. We're, we're grasping at things here, but honestly, when you, when you hear about his commuting to Toronto for basically half of every other week, it can't be that much. Yeah. It's a figurehead position. I think that's the conclusion. It, we can it can't be to. that much. Yeah. I think, I think after the first couple of years, for living, uh, got the ropes, and then he just took over, and then Burke just kind of realized that, yeah. what am I doing? Uh, I talk to the guys every now and then, but it's more of I a, think it was the right decision. Yeah, it's more of a, let us know if we're going the wrong way. And especially, you know, maybe the fact that he knows he's going into broadcasting, he knows he's he's done. No one else. I know I know some, some people who manage in sports, they just have that eternal fire, and they want to keep going and going. They don't want to quit, but uh, Burke, he's like, I see my... Well, come on. Transitioning into... Well, no, there's guys that make beautiful careers out of the broadcasting side of things. Look at Kelly Rudy. I love Kelly. Kelly Rudy's a player, though. He never went into management. Yeah. I, can understand a, I can understand a player transitioning into management. But when you're 62 like Burke, why? Why go to Sportsnet? Why not just chill? Else to do. If, oh, you're, yeah. if you want to spend time with your family, retire. Some people don't want to chill. You can't tell me you don't have enough money. Some people don't want to chill. I don't think it has yeah, anything to do Yeah, but I don't money. understand about where, where is the if – you're, if you're a manager, right, you're a, you're a GM or you're an assistant GM and you're hands-on on a hockey club, you're shaping that hockey club day in, day out. You're a president of hockey operations. Shifting over to work on Sportsnet and comment on Brad Marchand licking other players – I don't think that's quite the same. The fuck is up with that? But anyway, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I don't think that's the same. That 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 it's like you're you you are you are Steve Jobs and you work with Apple all your life and then all of a sudden you go onto uh, uh, you you go onto Jeopardy and you're the new Alex Trebek. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I, I get it. He's still talking about hockey, but I can't see someone like Steve Jobs going on to the biggest tech podcast and running that. It's just not the same. Yeah. I think I just think that I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But I just don't think that you just you don't see that too much. No. Well, you do a bit in hockey, and you see Tortorella doing that. But again, yeah, but Tortorella I mean, went back to coaching, and he's doing well. When you're not coaching, he's doing this. He's getting his exposure. He's doing well. I mean, I don't blame him. I don't really like the guy, but what he did, I respect because. He didn't. I don't think he wanted to be on TSN or Sportsnet or wherever he was. He wanted to be coaching a team. And when he's coaching a team, he doesn't like the media. Look at how he talks to media people. And then he was one of those guys. Well, what about Doug McLean? He's, been on, he's been on the Sportsnet panel for how long now? He, yeah. was, a, he was a GM of the uh, the Islanders. He was the guy that Maybe didn't back up. Maybe these guys just know that he, their, he their was, time is he, up. He was the guy that led... Leah Hextall get run over, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's him. We, we got that wrong in that episode when Leah Hextall so graciously followed us on Twitter. You are the best. Um, but, uh, you know, he totally let her get run over. He's like, I'm not saying that. When she was like, you can only suck for so no, long. No, and it was literally like, I'm not saying that. Yeah, that wasn't like, me. I didn't say that. On come me. on, man. He's just, you know, like. I'm not wow. saying that. No, I'm I know. Yeah, that. I know. We're saying a whole bunch of shit here, but we only have 60, 65 or 60 listeners consistently, which we're very thankful by for this. No, we, this isn't our livelihood. Well, we get a lot of money. <laughs> we get fuck all. We just do this for fun, and uh, 
more of my friends are starting to listen, which is fantastic, by the way. But they know that I'm doing this for fun. Uh, you're doing it for fun. But fuck, we got good opinions here, and we have a lot of dialogue going on. Um, so let's keep it going. But anyway, yeah. So I guess now that means the roles are clearer than they were, and that the onus is on Trilliving. This is your team now. Which I had a big beef about. We, we talked about I, I hate the lack of clarification on roles. But I hate didn't it. we hire a guy who's like a VP of something? Uh, VP of Hockey Operations? Don Maloney? I hope not. I think we did. No, I think he's been around for a while. No, we just hired him a while ago. Why does that name sound so familiar? Because we hired that guy. Okay, we're not – obviously, we're not totally smart about this. I, I don't know. He's there. We'll, okay. we'll figure out what he was. But well, I think I think, that, I think the onus is clear now. For living, yes. this is you. The GM, the GM part was my problem. Like, it didn't feel very clear that he was a GM versus Burke or whatever. Now that's – I think it's clear. It's yeah. your team – you make a goal. But, uh, but but how many times like okay, it, now he's got an opportunity to do something. I shouldn't have a pen. It's no. making it distracting. You how many times the camera, Jay. You gotta look at the camera. How many times does a GM get a pass before the GM gets fired? So we've had three coaches under him. Well, Feaster right? didn't really get a pass. Yeah, and I think the feaster thing is also bullshit. But let's just put it this way. How many times does a GM get a pass when he's fired three coaches now? At what point is the GM at fault or the coaches are at fault or the players are at fault? I mean, right now, you the easiest thing is the GM. Like, you, like so who was the coach for living inherited? Lightfair? Uh, Keenan? No, no, no. It's later than that. So, okay, we had Hartley. Yeah, Hartley was before Gullitson. Right, and Gullitson, and now we have the third coach coming in. Bill Peters, but he didn't right. fire Bill Peters. He sorry, so, okay, let's, sorry. Let's, he's been in let me, charge with three coaches? With the, he's got three coaches under his helm. Right. Okay. So, at what at what point, at one point, as what, at what point does uh, the president or management of the club step in and say, this is your last shot, this is your third coach, and we haven't improved at all? I think that's a that's a that that might be tacit, or that's a conversation had in behind closed doors. But, but uh, how many chances? I do mean, you get? I think I think depends what you're talking about. Like I give I give a gem max two coaches. If you can't pull it off with that with with uh, two coaches, that's your two chances in my mind. Aside from the fact of your you know how well you draft, how well you trade, how well you manage the team. Well, I mean, if a GM has as many ex girlfriends as we have. Jesus. You went there. Yeah, I went there. But, uh... It's quite a bit. That's, yeah, it's a, it's a large number. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. It's quite a few. But, uh... You I mean, there. you've got... You got Peters is... You, you, he got... The, the Hartley thing was really kind of a freebie, I think. Because then he got Gullitson, who was his guy. This is his pick. Okay. Now this is the second pick that's his. Okay, so you're saying that this is his actual second chance. I think this is his second chance, yeah. Because if you come in and there's a coach and there's a system set up and then you shake things up, this is the this this has to be the last big shakeup. Uh, because I mean, Feaster didn't get a second chance with his pick of a coach. He got Hartley and then gone. And he had that. Well, Hart- I, I think it was that whole uh, or Hart- o- o- O'Reilly Feaster, O'Reilly Feaster fiasco. Keenan and Playfair, right? I think so. Um, Keenan is a long time ago. Are you sure? Keenan, Keenan. The beauty was, of video Keenan, is that we can actually look these up. Keenan was before Playfair, and then Playfair came in. Is that right? Keenan was before, yes. So, and then before that, it was Sutter, Sutter. Yeah, I mean we're we're digging deep on that one. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we get Feaster. Yeah. So he hired he hired Hartley. That's right. So yeah. You're right. So anyway. But I think Feaster got canned because of um, the whole O'Reilly thing. Well, I, I don't mean, think it had to do with We the, didn't uh, even get punished for the O'Reilly thing. No, Nothing I know. Nothing happened but you, to us. I know. I know. And I, I, How do you fire a guy over with nothing? The, with the way that the rules were written for that, I feel like any GM would have fucked that up. So I don't know if like he should have been. We got nothing happened to us. I know. But I'm saying that the, the repercussions, potential repercussions toward us were quite big. Interesting side note. Did you know we put in an offer sheet for Timu Solani? Mm. 
I read about that. Yeah. We fucked up again. Well, the Jets matched it, so not much we could do. We can't scout. We can't draft. We have Timu Solani. We didn't have Timu Solani. Well, we could have had him. But they matched it. What could we do? We offered Pay him a more. lot of money. Well, we offered him a lot. Even Winnipeg was like, this is a lot. Give him a buck more, man. Fuck. <laughs> Timu Solani. When you make an it. offer sheet, the you other would team be matches guy, it. The you guys just give a buck more. You would see the guy in the rafters right now. In that beautiful stadium in Stampede Park. Fuck. We still have that stadium, and we have it for the foreseeable future. Get used to it. Get well, used to holding your piss till like, your your back starts hurting because you can't go to the bathroom without not coming back within a period because it's impossible to get in. You literally have to go dead middle of a period just to get your fucking, like... Even your, most people have figured out, empty. even if you leave, like, four no, minutes left, you gotta there's leave a with, line. No, you got to leave with ten minutes, and you got to miss half the bloody game. So either you bring a bag to piss it, just, yeah, or you hold it and just risk complications later. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I got in trouble for talking about ex-girlfriends. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, but this is a real thing that we have to, do. I don't have to deal with my ex-girlfriends again. Okay. They're exes for a reason. I don't have to deal with it. There's nothing to talk about. I'm not saying there is. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about some rumors we heard. Yes. So. Well, we heard this on Twitter, to be clear. All these on Twitter. So it could be anything, really. That's right. Um, sorry. So the rumor has it that Dougie and Bennett are leaving. <clears throat> and everybody was getting like, saying like, Jank, you're full of shit. Dougie's not going to. You know, these rumors are actually gaining some momentum now. Like, Dougie and Bennett, it sounds like they're on the block. Uh, what do you think? I just, I don't disagree. I wouldn't, I, I, I hope at least one of those five defensemen is on the block. Please. Like, we got to trade something. We got to trade something there for something. If we have these guys, if you have a defense core of Brody, Geo, Hamilton, Stone, and Hamannick, and you were finishing in whatever place we're finishing in, letting in X amount of goals. That's that is that is completely unacceptable. So, I mean, our defensive prospects are good: Valiamaki, Adam Fox, Shillington, Rasmus Anderson, Kulak. Wow, wow! And and Peters is giving young defensemen a chance. I like that about him. That those are the stats coming out of Carolina in any event. Maybe it's because he doesn't have. Any other choices but to play young defensemen there. But I mean, give these young guys some minutes. I don't, I don't, I, I think some of them have definitely have the skill. Like, I like Kulak's play this year. I really did. He, he I was a fan for too. Us on the, on the, the third pairing. Yeah, I was but a fan too. There is definitely some weight that was not carried in the top five. And I think if we're losing Golotsen, some other heads have to roll here because it can't just be him. And you have to send a message to these guys saying, you know what, you got to perform. Because if you don't perform, poof. Um, trade them to somewhere undesirable. Where is that? Where is the most undesirable place in the league now? Arizona? Uh, <laughs> Arizona's de- Buffalo. From a, from a winning perspective. Buffalo. Buffalo. But they're going to get that Rasmus Dahlin guy. Yeah, that'll save them. Um I don't think that's going to save them. So <clears throat> they, they I, need like a McDavid or something. Bennett, in that organization. If you're trading Bennett, you're giving up on him, which I'm 50, 50 on. If I, if you're making me pick, I'd say, no, don't give up on him yet. The guy's got a lot of talent. Yeah. Maybe this new coach brings that out in him, but if you are trading him, you better get a hell of a fine return. Same with Dougie. Um, and by that, I mean a, a superstar right winger. Maybe not superstar, but a star right wing. Well, someone that can snipe. Uh, so, so Chris laughed at me with this stuff about Dougie and Bennett. Again, I think this is what the Flames need. I'm not saying Dougie and Bennett particularly, but I'm saying that we need to make the big deal. Do you believe? Do you have the confidence in uh, in uh, go, uh, sorry for living traveling to make the deal? No, that's not good. Because I don't either. I know. And I don't know I look, if many of our fans do. I look at his do. deals. 
I mean, Burke is off somewhere on a Swedish holiday with the Sedins right now. You know, they're probably cruising three quarters naked, having a great time. Um, Treliving's track record of trades just... You know what? I'm just so sour about that Hamannick deal. I'm so sour about that. And it just... I wouldn't be so upset if we just lottery protected that pick. Ah, we just, we're so arrogant. We assume we'd be making the playoffs this year. And you look at the playoffs of the Pacific Division, it's just a bunch of teams that are, that are not, 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 not there anymore. LA, San Jose, Anaheim, they're all there for the taking as Vegas showed you. They took them. They took those teams so hard. They, they, they just, they took it to them. Vegas, Vegas, they took it to everybody, but they took it to those guys. And, uh. I mean, it was ours for the taking, and it's so frustrating to not even make the playoffs. And that, that last 10, 15 games where we just quit, we just gave up, we collapsed, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it's just so embarrassing. Especially if we traded for we traded for Hamannick for a reason, and we're not even close to making it. Um, I, guess, I guess my faith is not so much in his deals, but in his assessment of our team and where it's at. Because that's saying he's not accurately assessing the skill level of our team compared to other teams. Because I, I'm not, you, you can't look at this, it's the weakest division out there. It's definitely the weakest division out there, by far. And it's there for the taking. I mean, one of those eight teams, there's eight of us, right? Or is there seven? Seven. One of those seven teams is in a conference final. And then who knows how that goes? Who knows? But, is it seven? I don't know, eight or seven teams. Yeah. One of us is there. Who didn't make it? Calgary, Edmonton, Arizona, Vancouver. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Colorado, Minnesota, and the Central. Yeah, that's well, it. Well, they made it, yeah. That's it, yeah. But, so, I mean, so you have I no don't know. Faith. You I, have no if faith he's making this deal, yeah. if it's making this deal, it has to be, when it comes to us, it has to be, this is the best deal that we could get. This if is... we make a Taylor Hall type trade, where we're trading a Dougie Hamilton for some some right-wing guy who's another Froelich or another Brower. This might be a make or break. If you if you really boil it down, this kind of a deal, especially with like, okay, we have a little bit of history of him making deals now, which aren't great. Uh, but if you think about this now, if he's going to move, let's just say Dougie and Bennett, just for the sake of discussion, that's a big move. And if you fuck that up, you're going to set the franchise back some more. Well, but if you pull it off, you might actually bring the franchise to where it should be, or at least where the fans are thinking it should. I mean, I think we're behind on what we really should be doing. But you're trading two young, talented players. You you better be getting something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely silver lined in return. Yep. Um, and I mean, what what GMs really have the balls to pull off these kinds of trades nowadays? One GM realizes they're absolutely scalping the other. Well, it better be Cholving. Add him to the list. He's going to do it. We'll see. He's going to do it. But, I mean, I mean, the return for that, it's got to be some kind of right-wing player. We need, we need a right-wing player. And then if you can get that first line going, Mike, just watch out. But, uh, <laughs> that's the big ticket. Everyone wants the right wing. It's it's not it's not no a, it's a no brainer it's a need it's, it's not, not a, a want it's not a there's no discussion on it we do need it I our right wing is embarrassing I don't even know who to get now well I because mean, like I mean almost all teams know that their right wingers are this like extra asset whenever the flames come knocking <laughs> they like the second the flames come they're like oh man I'm gonna rate these yeah guys. but at the same and, time and they're not, right you know they're right thinking about not that. a lot of teams are gonna. Look at Dougie Hamilton and be like, mm, not for me, no thanks. No, they're looking fair. at that player and saying, I can see where he fits in my organization in a top pairing, at a minimum in the top two. Yeah, because he's 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 a top pairing defenseman for most teams, not teams like. Look at Pittsburgh. He's better than all their defensemen, I'd say. Latang is on the way down. He's 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 gone up. He's really good, but. I think he's coming down. And you look at who else they've got, you know, they might ship out. I don't know what they do for trades. They seem to scalp everyone for what they're doing. But they, they've got a, they've got those young players, Gunsel, Shiri, 
I don't know if they've signed RFA deals or if they signed new deals, but yeah, that's going to be a lot of money too. And how they can afford all these guys, I don't know. They got an amazing mathematician running their salaries, but uh, anyhow, Adam Fox, the guy who's staying in college next year, and then apparently we lose his rights. Rumor has it we trade him to New York for one of their late first round picks. I could see this happening. Yeah, I've read this a few places. I, I uh, he he clearly doesn't want to be part of the Flames, and I you know. You know what? And like, if he's not going to be here, get rid of him. Yeah, like, if you don't want to be part of the Flames, man, then we, we don't want you anyway. Like, who are you? You're Adam Fox. Like, you might be someone big down the road, down the road like, a few years. Sure. But, I mean, you know, if you're going to give us this kind of attitude before you even step foot in the NHL, I don't, I, I don't think it's worth the risk keeping you around or at least trying to convince you to stay. So, good luck to you at, at wherever you end up. It's clear that you don't want to be part of the Flames. Part of me doesn't blame you because our stadium's shit and we don't really have a good team right now. I don't know how much the players um, actually think about the arena. Well, I mean, when you're walking in through, like, the cargo bay that we have, like, <laughs> you're probably looking at this place going, like, wow, this place is a dump. It's a dump. Um, it is. So I'm not going to, you know, I mean, we don't know what goes through the minds of these guys. Like, I'm not going to insult the guy or anything like that. But, you know, we don't want players like that. Not just Adam Fox. We don't want any player who's in the college system, which I really like these days. I, I like this whole college route that players are doing uh, for the sake of a, it's more of a like, um, it's like a, yeah, totally. It, you know, it's like if they don't make it, they at least got some form of education. They can go somewhere else or even start coaching or whatever. So that's, it's really cool that players are doing that now and have the freedom to do that. When back in the day, most of these guys had to drop out of basically junior high to like make the NHL. So this is pretty cool evolution in our sport so that that's awesome but anyway yeah we don't want players that don't want to be part of this club so forget it um good luck to him uh i don't even know how like he showed okay in the in the uh i mean our, I mean, our, our pool is so deep if we get a first round pick back for sure i wouldn't be too choked about it yeah if the guy becomes the next Andrew, Alex Petrangelo, I'll be upset, but hey, I'll be. I mean, I'll be upset too, but how are you supposed to call that now? In a situation where we have to, it seems like we as an organization now have to promise him something in order for him to come. You, you, it's almost like you, you, you can't, you have to have a set of principles and rules in a club, and you can't break that for a player because the second you do, then the player becomes bigger than the club, and you can't have that because other players will then see that. You know, guys like Goudreau, who, you know, everyone knows how talented he was before he came to the Flames. But even then, we didn't really bend over for the guy to come to the Flames right away. He wanted to stick it out that extra year in college, play with his little brother, finish another year of schooling. Um, and we showed understanding with that, right? And, you know, we never, we never wanted to bend over to bring him out earlier, which is a good thing. You don't want to do that. So stick with the. I think we handled that well, and I think this is this is just fine. Final piece seems also very very uh, likely to happen is that the head coach of the Stockton 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 Heat, Ryan Huska, comes up as an assistant for us. I could see that. Congratulations! Happening. I would like that. Um, yeah, I, I would mind that too. From within, it's a good thing. And hopefully. Um, well, we got two assistant coaches that need replacing, so maybe Peters has a say in who his other assistant is. But, uh, yeah, I can see that one happening too. Don't know much about the guy, but it seems like he's done some good work in Stockton. Well. Yeah, they did, they did very well. The revolving door between Calgary and Stockton this year was uh, wide open. So It's a testament to his coaching along with our it, It's got to be a bit frustrating as a coach all the time. Your best players are leaving. You know they're, you know you're, you're, they're uh, going up to, to – greater things but he probably looks at him as like his kids though you know like he's proud of them well still it's still it's a mixed mixed reaction right it's like oh but you do want them to do well at the end of the day and i think when those players do well it reflects it reflects well on you i don't think it's so much about you winning the what are they the ahl equivalent of the stanley cup (laughs) i don't think it's so much so bad but i think it's more about the kind of (laughs) Grooming of those prospects that you do. What it is? Do you know what it is? You no, tell me. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it is. I'm just. I, I don't know I'm what laughing it is at either. our. 
I'm laughing at, at the, this is the third time I'm checking my phone for something. It's like we didn't do our homework before the show. Well, you know, it's not it's not like we script this. This is unscripted. It is unscripted. That's the way we do it. Just, you got you think about things you it's say. Like, it. Oh my god, I can't believe this slipped my mind. What's it called? The Calder Cup. The Calder Cup. Now we know. We should have known better. Now we know. Yeah, the know. Calder Cup. That's something we should have known. I think we just lost four listeners because of that. 56. God damn it. So, <laughs> I'm a 56. I mean, we, we did discuss what you would do. So, um, between now and end of June, supposedly, when we're going to do our next podcast, who knows? Yeah, we keep lying to we you. We could be back any moment. Yeah, but uh, Well, we'll probably be back for the, for the draft. Yeah, well, that's end of June draft. Yeah, okay. That's when that will definitely be back then between now and end of June. I, I missed that. Okay. It could be they if there's something that happens for the Flames that's of a Brian Burke size level, a trade that's a new stadium. A new arena, an agreement will be here. Anyhow, leading up to draft day, what are the top three things that we've addressed? Well, we've addressed coaching already we've addressed clarification of roles which is i thought was very important um and i think the number one thing is to make the big move to get that right winger that we so covet um so one right winger right winger uh i would i would definitely look at it wouldn't be a draft day specific thing so maybe i'll backtrack from that uh but goaltending you know, Gillies did not really fill me with much confidence this year. Um, I'm not saying write him off. I'm just saying that don't be afraid to listen to offers for him during draft day. If he needs to be paired up in a trade with one of these big players from us, listen, I would say, because we do have other goalies in the system that are touted to be good as well. Parsons. Um, and I, honestly, don't be afraid to give up one of the defender prospects too. I mean, like, you know, it's deep. And, you know, what is going to be the only situation that you're going to allow three or four of these prospects to come up to the senior team is if three or four of the senior guys are gone or injured. And uh, that's not really good development either. Like, you shouldn't be waiting for that kind of situation to happen to bring up these guys because there's got to be a point at which you bring them up. They get capped at that AHL level they get capped at that skill level and you will only hinder their growth by keeping them there because you don't have any room. So don't be afraid to maybe move one of those guys. Um, and uh, last thing, don't get a fucking center. We, we have enough. So don't get John Tavares. Don't. Okay. But I really like John Tavares. Like I, I think really these, rumors like are, these rumors are pipe dreams for me. Totally, but... John Tavares is not coming to Calgary. I, I doubt it, but I honestly would take him. I don't I mean, if you get, you if, you get if, if he says, yeah, I'll come to Calgary, sign me up, sure, sign him up. But it's just not happening. It's just yeah, like... No, it's... It's not unlikely. realistic. It's not going to happen. No. He's got... Uh, first of all, apparently, if you listen to what you're hearing, we're number three on his list, behind one Toronto. Of course. The hockey capital. The hockey... To San Jose, California. See, I told you, players like going to nice places. I, yeah, I know that. I know that. But John Tavares is Canadian, so maybe that plays into something. Well, he's from about it. what Brampton? But uh, yeah, I think he's yeah. from Ontario. So of but I mean Toronto, to right? Toronto. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean they'll have to. Yeah. No, we're not. I I don't think we're getting him. But I would those, totally take him. Uh, Ironically, talking about this too, there were those deals that we were trading Hamilton to Toronto for Marner or Nylander. And Toronto fans are saying, you're going to give us way more. I'm like, no, no. Take a step back. What did I say? We should be banned from trading with Toronto. We always lose. But even Dougie Hamilton to Toronto for Marner or Nylander is not fair for us. No shit. That's why we shouldn't trade with Toronto. How do Toronto fans think this is fair? It's not even close, and like just like the Gilmore trade wasn't even fucking close, and it held our franchise back like 15 years. So no, we're not allowed to trade with Toronto, period. Okay. I don't care who they give us. What happens drafting? Even you can give me Kasperi Kapanen, who I think is going to be an awesome player. I, 
like I don't want to give up anything for him because we just I don't want to touch Toronto. What happens drafting? What do we do? We make a big trade. We make a big just like, make something up out of thin air. What is it? Well, if we go by the rumors, like a Dougie and a Bennett goes for to where? Who'd we get? Oh fuck! You're putting me on the spot now. Uh, definitely. I don't know. Like who would need? Like someone needs Dougie for sure. I don't know who needs Bennett. Like who needs Bennett? Bennett is not panning out to be what I thought he would be, at all. And I think I'm echoing a lot of people's opinion. Uh, but Dougie, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think we trade Dougie. I think, honestly, I don't think we do much on draft day. To be honest, I think we just we we try to move up somehow, but other teams just aren't. The price is too high for us, and we're not willing to pay it. And we st- we're still stuck with everything. What if, what if you got a top 10 first-round pick for Dougie? No. And, like, a prospect. A no, right-wing no, prospect. No, 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 Top five pick. I mean, I haven't really researched how deep the draft is this year. It's all the top five pick. So you wouldn't I mean, do anything. Carolina really. said no, their their pick was available. I think right, and they're two yeah. or three. I mean, who is that player that's two? Here's the other advantage: is that um, if we trade with Carolina, we have the total inside intel wise with with the coach. Yeah. So but, if there's a guy that okay, Peters there's goes there, up to I mentioned Charlie. this to you before we recorded. There's Sebastian Aho on Carolina. He's a right winger. There you go. He was like 18th or 19th in right right winger scoring. And by the way, before we did this podcast, we looked up all the right wingers in the NHL. Don't say it. And the Flames didn't even crack the first page. We were 60th or in and at 60th range. Definitely not in the 50s, but somewhere in the 60s. And our highest scoring right winger was Michael Frolik with 25 points. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Oh, we couldn't even get to 30 in the right wing. Our second highest scoring right winger, Jenks' favorite, Troy Brower, 22 points. Most of those were assists. And they were probably on the power play too, because God knows why we were putting them on the fucking first power play line. We had no better player than Troy Brower to put on the first Anyhow, power play line. Anyhow, maybe it's worth, what do you give Carolina for Sebastian Aho? Maybe Bennett and Stone. Maybe Bennett and Hammond. Definitely not Dougie. Maybe. Definitely not Dougie. But not Dougie. I mean, if you're looking at something crazy, you're saying Dougie Hamilton and Bennett and maybe uh, maybe a Gillies or a Riddick. Maybe even one of our defensive prospects, Carolina, for their first round in the hole. That's a big trade. That's a big trade. That's Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd, I'd have to think and about I mean, that And I mean, you know, you think about Carolina's not. situation too. They got a new owner in there who's kind of unusual for the NHL. They got a new GM in. Maybe they want to make a big splash, get people excited. Dougie Hamilton's a new shiny toy coming in. Yeah. yeah and then maybe. maybe maybe Carolina says to Dougie, hey, we're going to play your brother too. Dougie's so excited. <laughs> but uh, what is with that anyway? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we don't need to get into it. Anyhow, yeah. I, my my thoughts on draft day, we don't do much. Jenks' thoughts, we trade, we make a big trade. One of us is going to be right, or we could both be wrong. We do something minor. Don't do much. I think I think you're going to be right. I, I don't. I wish it was. I wish we did something. I think I think you got to send a send a message to the squad saying, look, you know, it's not just it's yeah, not just the, gully. But the more we talk about it, the more I lose my confidence in, in Chelding doing the right What confidence? Trade. I know. I don't really have much left anymore. But, I mean, the more we review this, the more I realize that it's not – we don't have the ideal GM to make that big trade right now. You know, with, the, with this video thing, we just, we just waffle on and on even worse. That's okay. People can fast forward. <laughs> don't fast forward. If you're here, if you have diligently listened to this point all the way through – You might as well see it through. It's like a awesome. bad movie. Like we, we really appreciate it. Um. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. Tweet us, email us, talk to us in person. Um, we really appreciate it. And, you know, we really, 
we really are thankful that you guys listen. You make it, uh, you make this fun for us, and we we enjoy doing this. So, thanks so much. I think that's it. No, it's not it. One last thing. One last thing. I'm I sorry. can leave it to the last uh, next like podcast. What is want. it? Just get it out. That article on Sportsnet. Oh yeah, yeah. This is. This kind of annoyed me. I'm not going to say the guy's name. Jank being annoyed. Imagine that. I'm not going to say the guy's name, uh, the, the guy that wrote this, because I truly believe that it was a slow news day for him, and he's, he's just digging deep for something. He wrote an article about the pros and cons of the Golden Knights winning the Cup. And uh, I think there was a lot of things that, as I was reading this article, I was thinking – so many things about the Flames as, as this was going on. So he's talking about like, oh, should they win? Should they even win? What's How are they going to follow up from this act? Oh, uh, well, like the the fans, like they'll be too spoiled at the beginning. They'll be, if they won the cup, then they're not going to show up in the next few years because they're going to start <laughs> sucking. Like it's like stuff like that. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, the article's written so exclusively for Las Vegas that it seemed like only Las Vegas fans would stop showing up just because their team won the cup a year prior and then they didn't win the cup for five years or six years after that. I'm pretty sure if the Flames had a situation like that where they won a cup one year and then they didn't win a cup for the next 10, we're going to struggle too. Like this is not like at all exclusive. There's one winner every year. Right. There's and only then 10 winners every He was 10 talking years. about like how it's better for them not to win this year but next year because then there's some like lasting value. Dude, when you're a player in the NHL and you're about to win a cup or at least on the cusp of one, you are not saying, "Guys, let's let's win it next year." <laughs> because we're, we're going to run out of fucking ideas. Like we we don't know what else to do. How else are we going to put the puck in the net? Like this article, like, I know what he was getting at, so I'm not, like, insulting the guy, but this is not exclusive to the to Vegas. And and if there's any team in the NHL that can have a surviving fan base, it's Vegas because they have millions of uh, tourists come through their city a year. The stadium is beautifully located right near the strip. Like, it is walking distance for people. It's so easy to get to, which is... Half the problem with for half these teams out there, look at Ottawa's fucking stadium. Canada. In the middle of fucking nowhere. People don't even want to go there. I, I don't know if the Flames get a new one. Like, God knows where they put it. It has I mean, to be downtown. It has to be. Like, you literally just have to just – you got to build it right beside it, uh, beside the old saddle dome or something. Like, somewhere around there because that's accessible. Uh, so, they, they, you know, they fill those criteria. So, they got a lot of people coming to the city. It's a tourist attraction. And they have it in a good uh, good area. And on top of that, this is fucking Vegas we're talking about. Like, we're talking about entertainment capital of North America. They're going to make that team as attractive as anything else in that city. They will. They are able to sell it. They, they know how to sell these things. They're, they're not like an organization like the Flames who don't have the greatest presentations before games. You know, we, we, like, we don't even have proper light shows, like, for season openers and and like we don't even have a fuck like our flag when when we're when we're in the playoffs. You remember that flag that's like kind of going over the fans? And like yeah. man, that thing sucks. You know that I don't is buy so. That. No, it's small. It's bullshit. If you want a real flag, if you really want to showcase our fans, put a massive fucking flag just covers the entire side of the stadium, and then roll it down everybody so that it's just this big flaming fucking sea right in front, like for all the cameras to see. Like let like. You got to be a lot more uh, open to what you want to do and how to sell this team. Now, I remember when the Flames were were just absolute shit in the 90s. We had season ticket drives. And I remember reading the Herald. And there was like this thermometer style graphic showing like how close we were to either selling the team or keeping the team. And I think we beat that season ticket goal by like 10 season tickets. It can happen here too. And, yeah, if there's a situation where – I hope it doesn't happen. If there's a situation where the Flames suck that bad, yeah, it might be good. You know, you can park anywhere you want. No one's going to go to the fucking games. Go park right beside the stadium. Walk in with your underwear and watch the game. You can buy tickets in the second level near the nosebleeds 
and move down to the lower level because that's what I used to be able to do back in the 90s because we sucked. And we're not far away from that. And this guy's writing about the Knights having that potential. That's not going to happen. That's not, these guys sell out fucking Cirque du Soleil shows like every other day. They have the same comedians come. They have Celine Dion fucking singing the same shit every other fucking night and she sells out. And you're worried about Vegas not having a selling factor? Oh, come on, dude. You had, come on. Celine Dion, really? We had to go there? But she's there. She's it's always Celine. there. It doesn't matter. It's, she's still there. She's an icon. I know she's an icon. But, you know, no one's going to watch these people. Like, unless you know how to sell it and you have enough people coming in and out of that city, you're not selling any concert every, every other day by the same musician. So... And rant, but you know, it comes to a point where this was more. This article is more of a self-realization of how close Calgary could be to being the team that is just struggling to get money. I mean, I think we're struggling we're to there. break. Well, you know, there's already well, Chris, to leave. well, Chris and you didn't believe me when they said they're in the red. But what if what if they oh, are? That I don't believe. Well, what if they are? But what I if mean, they are? And we're not far away from having those season ticket drives again. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, parking's great. We can park right beside the fucking door and buy $10 seats, move up to the $100 seats. I don't think no that one the tickets me. don't go unsold. It's that the tickets are sold and people don't go. The fucking hot dogs are going to be cold. <laughs> the bathroom's going to be fucking wide open, man. You can go to the bathroom, take your piss, go back. Not miss a fucking <sighs> minute of Episode 25, ladies and gentlemen. Not miss anything. We'll have no fire and ice, girls. Because we can't afford it. What a shame. We're what not, a shame. We're going to only have one Zamboni. Wow. One Zamboni instead of two. So we're going to cut it short. We're not going to have any games during the fucking These intermission. These are the cuts you're making? You gotta, we're not going to have beer. The beer is going to be warm. It's going to be no refrigeration. You're not in the cutting fucking beer. Salad, no one would go if there was no beer. That's how they make their money. It's gone, Ten man. bucks a no, beer? Man, no. We no. should just start charging Vancouver prices. It's going to be warm. 24 bucks. The hot dog buns will going to be hard. It's going to be bad. Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Episode 25. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hopefully we're not screwed. Enjoy the weather between now and the end of June. Get outside. Get outside. Listen to this outside in a field under the sun. This is amazing weather. It was 30 degrees today. Fucking amazing. Riding your bike. Listen to us. Put it on your Bluetooth speaker with your friends playing Frisbee in the park. Don't do that. Do that. Thanks again. That's a wrap. Take care. Bye bye.